Hey there, and welcome to Truth Be Told, a theology and apologetics podcast not claiming to have all of the answers, but created to analytically look at the truth contained in the Bible and encourage critical thinking on how to apply that truth to our lives. I'm Micah Gunn, and I appreciate you listening in. No matter your level of understanding or knowledge, I sincerely hope and pray that you find these words edifying, informative, and beneficial. So let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Truth Be Told. I'm Micah Gunn, and I appreciate you taking the time to click on this podcast. Whether you are a brand new listener or someone that's been listening for a long time, it just means a lot that you would take the time out of your day to join us in this study. We've been going through a study of love in between a few interviews that I've done, which have been really fun. Uh, You can check those out on YouTube, or if you prefer podcasts and not video, those are also on Spotify and all streaming platforms, just in audio versions. But in between those, we've been doing this study on love, and particularly love in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8. Paul describes love in a number of different qualities, and we do this, we're doing this study for a couple of reasons. One, the Bible says that God is love. So to understand what love is, or to study into it, is also learning the nature of who God is. You know, what, what does he want us to know about him? But also, we're commanded as Christians to have love one for another. And we know that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So it really also deals in how we should be treating each other, what our directive is as Christians in loving each other and loving the world as Christ did. And then also, it permeates other things like love of family, romantic love with a spouse, boyfriend or girlfriend. And it is just everywhere. But I think we end up having misunderstandings of what it is. So I decided just to do the study one attribute at a time. The last one we did was love is patient or long suffering. And today we're going to be moving on to love is kind. So Barnes commentary, it says that the the word used here denotes uh, good naturedness, gentleness, tenderness, being affectionate. Then Tyndale also says, he he mentions courteousness, which is good too. Other commentaries say there's an element of service involved, and all of these are a good thing. So that's kind of what we're going to be looking at uh, when we see the word kind. This These are the kind of words we should be thinking of. We actually are going to be going through misconceptions of kindness. So what people often think of as being kind isn't always the same as what the Bible talks about being kind. So... This Barnes commentary, I think, goes through uh, what the Hebrew word really indicates. So when we read kindness, these are the words that should come to mind. Good-natured, gentle, tender, affectionate, courteous, serving. All of those are very good. But the first thing I think we're going to notice is the, the specific phrasing in 1 Corinthians. It says, love suffers long and is kind. So these two attributes are paired together. The first, which we touched on in a previous episode, if you haven't heard it yet, you can go back and find that on uh, all your streaming platforms, whichever one you're on now, this is more passive. So it's the ability to be provoked, but also to handle that provocation well, and then not take angry action because of that. You have to actually not do something, not be provoked to anger easily. And then love is kind is the more active exercise of love. It's something we have to do. And of course, we also have to be kind. We have to show ourselves to be kind. But that comes from an active doing of something. Again, love is not kind in general. It doesn't say love is generally kind. There is never a time where love does not show kindness. 
And this is different for people. So we have to understand this. This is what separates kind of us from God, how God is, is that next level. A person might be kind in general, even though they might slip up sometimes or have moments of unkindness. You know, if, if uh, I'm in traffic and someone cuts me off and I, I yell at them, well, that person might turn to whoever's in the car with them and say, man, that person was really unkind. They're characterizing me as unkind because I didn't show that kindness. But love itself, or even God himself, never does this. This means that God, in his anger, in his punishment, in his frustration with us, is always kind. Because love is kind. It is synonymous, almost, with kindness. But how exactly can this be? This seems contradictory to human beings. How can God be angry, or punish us, or be frustrated with us, but also be kind? Well, I think if we stop confusing kindness with niceness, or even kindness with mercy and compassion, we'll start to see a clearer picture. So that's what we're going to do right now, is go through uh, how kindness is not niceness, and then also how kindness is not mercy or compassion. Those are, those are different things. So let's start with uh, dismantling these uh, preconceived notions about what kindness is by going through niceness. Kindness is not always pleasant, agreeable, or satisfactory. That's the dictionary definition of niceness. Sometimes kindness is brutally honest or corrective or done for your own good, even though you might not see it that way. So it's not always nice, but I would caution you not to take this too far. I'm trying to dismantle the preconceived notion and say that kindness is not niceness, but a lot of people take this way too far. You should still uh, strive to be nice to people. I've heard, even today, I just saw something on Instagram. Someone said, um, or rather they shared a thing that said, Jesus wasn't nice, he was kind. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah, he was kind. But that doesn't mean he wasn't pleasant to be around or agreeable. He had a lot of followers. His family loved him very much, or at least his mom did, and definitely his brothers later on. But he probably was great to be around as well. Niceness might not be his mission, per se. It wasn't his mission on earth. But it doesn't mean he was never nice because he was kind instead. So this doesn't mean you can walk around being a jerk all day and call it okay because in your view, you subscribe to kindness and not niceness. This to me is an excuse that often leads people to actually become unkind because then they're unapproachable, they're stubborn, they're kind of, I don't know, cold. So just because kindness is not niceness does not mean that niceness isn't a part of kindness. I think they can overlap. It's like a Venn diagram. They're they're separate, but and they're and they're not synonyms for each other. But they have uh, definitely points that overlap. And I think this is a huge difference between us and God that we can learn from within this study. So while God can punish and be angry, but still be motivated by and even exhibiting kindness, He also has perfect judgment to do that with. And we. On the other hand, do not. So if we find ourselves in situations where we want to show love to someone at a time where it might be harsh or corrective or something done for their own good, but we know they're probably not going to take it very well, we should be humble enough to really question ourselves and our motives and definitely pray about it a lot, asking God, since he does have perfect judgment, to guide us in what to do 
about something. So we don't always take it into our own hands to say, well, I'm going to be kind. And that means I can just kind of go forward doing my own way and kind of charge ahead or be bullheaded. You still have to, it says gentleness is part of kindness. Service is part of kindness. Tenderness is part of kindness. So it's not that you can just do your own thing just because it's harsh. And because they're not mutually exclusive, this uh, harshness and kindness that you can be harsh whenever you want. And I see so many people going down that road. So that's what I want to say about uh, kindness in relation to niceness. I also mentioned kindness being different from mercy, which I think helps us to understand how God can be wrathful and kind at the exact same time. And this also kind of feels contradictory to us in Psalm 103 verse 8, if you're following in a Bible. If not, that's okay, I'm going to read it. But in Psalm 103 verse 8, just reading this on face value, I think you'll you'll notice our human tendency to kind of separate out these things of, of God's anger and his love and, and see like they're two different things, but it's it doesn't show that. It says the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. So this last part, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, makes it seem like God has these two qualities that are at odds. So he's slow to anger, anger, but he gets angry sometimes. But I mean, for the most part, he has a lot of love. But that's not what it says. These are not exclusive qualities. He doesn't say he's slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, which disappears when his slow anger is fully realized. It just flat out does not say that. Another thing I, f I find interesting about this is just it's written as steadfast love. It's almost like the psalmist was trying to really, really turn away the idea that love and anger are the opposite of each other because he says steadfast love, meaning it's not movable. It's not shakable. It's a resolute love. It's not a love that changes anytime there's anger around. And I think we see this in humans. A parent's love for a child doesn't go away the moment they're angry with a child. So why does it kind of feel like, oh, well, when God's angry, you know, that, that means that, that love isn't present there or kindness isn't present there. It's just, that's not true at all. So extend the same courtesy to God that you would to a parent of a child. And I, I kind of think what's going on here is a form of Hebrew poetry. And I could be wrong on this. This is just kind of my analysis of what's going on. But we often read uh, things straightforward and our poetry is very different from Hebrew poetry. But in, in Hebrew, they often have these things where ideas are parallel. And I think that's what's going on here. In, in my view of it, you almost have the two outside words connecting and then the two inside words connecting, but the relationship between them is uh, kind of flipped. So for instance, graciousness is paired with slow to anger. He shows us grace by not lashing out at us in anger for every single offense, or he's long suffering in other words. So out of his grace comes a slowness to anger. And then you have mercy paired with steadfast love. And then the, the relationship is flipped. So out of God's steadfast love comes mercy. And even if you want to say, okay, Micah, you don't know anything about Hebrew poetry. You are not a Hebrew scholar. You're right. I'm not. I've done very minimal study, but I do, I do know that's a thing that we often overlook. So it could be there. It could not. But I still think this idea of steadfast love uh, kind of bearing mercy or mercy coming out of steadfast love is definitely in the Bible. Psalm 51 verse 1 
uh, probably one of the most famous examples of this, have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. Other people might know this as in thy loving kindness, Lord, be merciful. But still, it shows us that kindness is not mercy. Out of kindness comes mercy. I think this is illustrated further uh, if we look at the word compassion. And the, the often the word for compassion, uh, rakam or raham, I'm not great at Hebrew, like I've already just said, is actually translated mercy in a lot of other ways, but are a lot of other places. Isaiah 54 verse 10 I think shows us a good example of this. It says, For the mountains may be removed and the hills may shake, but my loving kindness, or hesed, will not be removed from you, and my covenant of peace will not be shaken, says the Lord who has compassion, Raham, on you. So, loving kindness and compassion or mercy are different. So, my loving kindness will not be removed from you says the Lord who has compassion on you. Even when the mountains are removed, the hills may shake, these horrible things may happen, that will not be shaken. So it, it's different. Compassion and mercy are not loving kindness. Kindness doesn't have to relent from harshness. Mercy relents. Compassion uh, makes sure that the harshness doesn't continue forever. It, it's kind of a moderator. Kindness isn't mutually exclusive though, with stopping harsh action. I think it's pretty cool too that loving kindness is, is a merged word showing how close they are. Loving kindness, and we're talking about love and how kindness is a quality of that love. It's almost more of a synonym. Uh, in Lamentations 3 verse 32, we have this compassion and loving kindness or mercy and kindness kind of juxtaposed again. For if he causes grief, then he will have compassion according to his abundant loving kindness. So again, that compassion is relenting from causing grief, but his compassion is out of his kindness. So mercy and compassion is an undeserved relenting from harshness or punishment or judgment. It's a cutting short of that. Kindness, though, is what that mercy comes out of. So the kindness has to already be there during the judgment or during the harshness, during the punishment for the mercy to even come out of it in the first place. So that's another uh, preconceived notion I think people have that uh, kindness and compassion or kindness and mercy are the exact same things or synonyms. And it's, it's just not true. Niceness, compassion, mercy, these are, these are all things we should have, all things we should strive for, but they don't define kindness. Out of kindness come those things. So kindness is a quality of love, and then mercy, compassion, and niceness are all things that kind of come out of kindness or their qualities of kindness. So what do we conclude from all of this? I know most of it has been going over things that we kind of want to dispel from our minds, but love is kindness. That's the study. And, and what do we do practically with this? Essentially, I just want to conclude with saying that there is nowhere that love is exhibited, that kindness is not also exhibited and vice versa. So kindness is not niceness, but we should still be nice to people. It's not mercy or compassion, but we should still be merciful and compassionate. But out of it, compassion and mercy are born. But I think the biggest takeaway practically is that in dealing with others, there will be times where we feel led to be kind to a person, but maybe hesitant to do it because it might not seem nice or it might not seem pleasant. And in those times, I'd like people to not be afraid 
to show kindness, no matter how uncomfortable it might be. But remember that they should make sure that it, it comes from you or you should make sure that it comes from you and not someone else. Make sure it is genuine kindness you're trying to show someone and not just, well, I'll just correct them on this and that's a kind thing to do. Make sure your heart's in the right place too. And then also pray, meditate, even fast on this in humility, knowing that you don't have perfect judgment or discernment, but that God does, uh, especially do this when you're upset about something. Uh, and so that way you can always know you're being kind in these situations if God's leading it. But then also, lastly, if, if you're the recipient of someone being kind in a harsh situation, whether it's correction or they're coming to you in frustration uh, to fix a problem they have with you, try really, really hard to take that as love. And that is not going to be easy to do. We get very defensive very easily when we're corrected. I know I do, at least. Uh, or, or when something's pointed out to us that made someone upset and they're trying to fix it with us, it is at least my tendency to say, well, okay, why was I not wrong for doing that? But I don't think that's uh, the practical way to go about, you know, receiving kindness from someone, even if it doesn't feel pleasant. Uh, but try and recognize that as love. I think the Corinthians did this. Paul wrote a really, really scathing letter to the Corinthians with a lot of correction uh, in first Corinthians, and he wrote it in love. And I think they received it in love. And instead of getting angry, they listened and they acted accordingly. And in Second Corinthians, Paul has a lot of praise for the things they've done to uh, change their change their way around. So I think they're a really good example to us of um, you know Paul showing them, hey, this is love, and love is uh, patience, and it's also kindness. And I think they took that uh, as kindness from him, as love from him, rather than being frustrated by it. And I know that's very difficult. Well, that's all I'm going to go through today. I appreciate you taking the time to kind of look over my shoulder as I'm studying this uh, along with you just a little bit in advance, I guess, so I can prepare it and present it. But I, I do appreciate that. Uh, the fact that we can all study something and, and take something different away from it is absolutely amazing to me. And the fact that you find my study valuable enough to listen to is just very humbling. So thank you very much for listening and continuing to listen and sharing this with your friends. It really means a lot. Definitely check out YouTube. Uh, where my latest interviews are. I think while you can listen to it on, on just the audio on uh, podcast streaming platforms, the video definitely does add something. And it's also a good way to link up with those other people that have interviewed and see their awesome content as well. So once again, thank you all so much for listening. Until next time, continue to read your Bibles, continue to think critically about them, and continue to try and discern what love is so that we can understand better not only who God is, but also what's expected of us and what we should expect from other people. Thanks, guys.